You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my girlfriends and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and bond through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I am your host. Today, I have with me a new girlfriend, Caroline Saunders. Caroline was introduced to me through Rachel Shelb, who you might remember from a few episodes ago. Caroline is a writer, a pastor's wife, and a mother of three who believes in taking Jesus seriously and being unserious about nearly everything else. She loves serving women through writing, through her church, and through a parachurch women's ministry that she started with her best friends, Story and Soul Weekend. Her Lifeway Girls Study, Better Than Life, How to Study the Bible and Like It, releases in the fall of 2020, and I totally can't wait for it, by the way. (laughs) Caroline, thank you so much for being with me today. Joanne, thank you for having me. This podcast is the most genius idea ever, and I'm so, so happy to be here. Oh, (laughs) thank you. It sounds like you and I have very similar philosophies in life, which is to take the serious things seriously and everything else we just want to laugh about. (laughs) I love it. That's right. And I feel like I've been training for it my whole life with a pile of embarrassing stories. So I'm like, this is my moment. This is my shot. (laughs) (laughs) I can do this. No problem. (laughs) That's awesome. Finally, something I'm totally prepared for. Yeah. Great. Uh, Well, fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? Well, my family and I live in Hernando, Mississippi, which is kind of actually in the Memphis, Tennessee area. And my husband and I grew up in the Memphis area. We started dating in high school and really only dated each other. And it clearly worked out. And we've got three kids. Our daughter, Adelaide, is six. My son, Greer, is five and our son Amos is one. Oh boy. And they are really fun and delicious. Mm-hmm. And like half the time I feel crazy, but half the time I'm like, I love you guys so much. <laughs> so it's just it's a bunch of that. <laughs> it's such an emotional roller coaster, isn't it? Having kids. It's like, get out of here. Yeah. Oh honey, come here and let me kiss your cheeks. <laughs> I know it. This is back and forth. I know. I'm like, I miss you. I love you. Please leave me alone. Wait, I love you so much. It's very dramatic. Please don't need me. I can't get enough of you. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Uh, it's so bonkers. All right. Well, we'll do some rapid fire questions just to warm us both up and then we'll get right into your crazy stories. So what is your superpower? My superpower, and actually I'm feeling weird because I just shared this on another podcast. So I'm like, ew, what? Like, why am I telling everybody this? Because you're going to see it, that it's very weird. But it's my toes. I can, my toes are like just as good as fingers. Like I can pick things up. I can open doors. I can do so many things with my toes. And my husband like thinks this is so gross. And I just refuse to think it's gross because it's so convenient. And I feel like an octopus or something. Yeah. I'm like, I just have more options than other people. I can I can do all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, every mother on this earth is super jealous of you right now. <laughs> I do a lot of things with my feet too. I do the lazy man's load where I want all the groceries in one load. Absolutely. I literally picked out my doorknobs based on what I could open with my foot. Quit it. When we were remodeling our house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I have never been able to pick out doorknobs, but that is exactly what I'll consider if I'm ever in that wonderful position. Yeah. The lever doorknob. You can just open it with your foot. All you got to do is make sure you keep your hamstrings (laughs) flexible enough. And it comes in handy for flushing public toilets too, right? So even if your toes are inside shoes, like those feet, they come in handy. (laughs) I know. Feet are great. Yeah, So funny. Okay. Do you name your cars? I do. I'm very careful about naming my cars. It's like an important rite of passage. And my main 
car naming situation was. My parents tracked me down a silver Volkswagen Beetle when I graduated college because I had just accidentally blown up the other car, which is a different story. But I got this Beetle. It was like my dream car. I fell in love with it. It was so cute. It smelled like crayons for some reason. And I just loved it so much. And immediately, like almost as if God himself like gave me this idea, which of course is not how he works, I don't think, was like, I need to name this car Babs, like short for Barbara. <laughs> And so I was like, Babs, I mean, I was so obsessed with Babs. I gave Babs her own Twitter account. Like, I just loved Babs. And then what's so weird is we ran into the people that my dad bought the car from. You know, they bought it used from random people. And the lady's name was Babs. What? The owner was Babs. I know. (laughs) That's nuts. I was like, see? That's awesome. I know. So anyway, I'm good at it. Our appliances have names too. You know, like my blender is Miss Nancy Bobo and my toaster is named Smegan because it's a Smeg brand, but my friend Megan gave it to me. So I named it Smegan. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, Name everything. It makes life so much more fun. It does. It's super fun. Okay. Have you ever met a celebrity? Yes. When I was very young, I would think I was 21. I was working for a little magazine. And I was always on the hunt for people to interview. And so I found this girl who had a, just dropped her first single. And I thought she sounded great and tracked her down, brought her in, interviewed her, all this stuff. It was Taylor Swift. What? You're kidding. I know. I know. I keep forgetting to brag about that because that was really cool. But she was like 19 or something. That's a major tidbit. Yeah. I should use that more at parties. I don't know why I forget. And was Taylor Swift a sweetie pie? She was amazing. I was like, I couldn't believe how she commanded the room to be so young. And one of the things I remember thinking was she sang the song, Our Song, for us, and it hadn't released yet. There's not that many people in the room, and she was singing it, playing it, and looking all of us right in the eyeballs as she sang it. Wow. And I'm telling you, I was like, I just can't picture being that young and looking at people in the eyes while I sing my new song for them. Like, the confidence of that was amazing. Oh, that is incredible. That Wow. Well, unfortunately, we did not stay connected, and I don't know her at all, but I'm like, I really should have tried to be her friend. Like, dang it. Why didn't I get her cell phone number? Yeah, such a missed opportunity. (laughs) You can almost say I knew her when. Yeah, almost. What is the silliest thing that you have an emotional attachment to? The thing I get attached to all the time now is my two older kids are always drawing things. And I just fall head over heels in love with just about everything they make. So I'm just, I mean, our house is just weighed down with all their art, which I'm sure if I could take (laughs) off my mom goggles, I would be like, this is trash. But I look at it and I'm like, it's so good. It's so beautiful. I love it. But the picture that just kills me dead that I literally could sit here and cry about is a picture that my son Greer, who's five, drew of our family. The way he draws is so cute. He just draws a little flat hair on top of everybody. It's so cute. But he drew everybody kind of normal, except, except he gave my husband like a peanut-shaped body. Like everyone looks normal, but my husband looks like Mr. Peanut. And I was like, explain, Greer. Like, why does daddy look different? He's like, I just wanted daddy to have a peanut body. And I was like, okay. And my husband's like offended. And I'm like, this is so funny. It's giving him weird body image issues too. But it's just like, why? I don't know why he did that. It's so cute. And it's on our fridge forever. I'll never take it down. Are the rest of you sticks? We're kind of more like sticks with with circle-like bodies. But he has like a whole peanut situation. It's very distinct. 
paint. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what his art means. I don't know the deeper meaning here, but it's so funny. When I was in medical school, we had this whole course about interpreting children's drawings <gasps> through a psychologist's lens. Stop. And it totally blew it for me. Every time my kids drew anything, I'm like, what do you think this could mean? Why are daddy's hands bigger than mine? Do you think daddy's too powerful? You know? <laughs> oh, my word. It sounds kind of fun, but maybe that would ruin it. Yeah, it kind of did. And the first time my daughter wrote her name in preschool, her name's Delaney. And she, well, Bailey did the same thing, though. But I, it, when Delaney did it, I was a new mom. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not right. raising a serial killer, am I? Because she <laughs> she drew her name and it was so creepy looking. It was like all backwards. And the, right. the E had like 10 sticks. And I, I looked at the preschool teacher and I was like, this gives me really unsettling feelings. Um, and she's like, this is normal, Joanne. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> that, yeah, you're like, I took this class. It really messed me up. My daughter put a million sticks in her E also. And I was alarmed. Yeah. Oh, really? But I'm glad that's normal. Here's the thing. My kids are teenagers now. And I, I don't mean to, to read too much into the billion sticks on the E, but my kids are both like, Super smart, sweetheart, good girl, awesome kid. Oh, so great. I, I think that's that's in the future for your daughter. Okay, let's go with that. I love it. Oh my gosh, so fun. Okay, what commercial jingle gets stuck in your head all the time? Okay, well, I think this is local to me, but there's a pest control coming. It's like, looky, 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 here comes Cookie Cooks Pest Control. And I sing it all the time and reword it. <laughs> To like my kids, so I'm like, I'm like, Amos, 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 you're so famous and you're really cute. And I just sing it to everything. And I, I annoy myself. I annoy my family. I'm like, oh, please stop doing it. But when those jingles are in your head, they can't get out. They won't get out. No, they won't. You might as well just riff on them. And that's what we do. Actually, I've noticed my daughter doing the same thing. She's been rewording the Daniel Tiger she did it yesterday. She, we, we went to McDonald's. Nobody judged me. But she was like, we're going to McDonald's. We're going to get a Happy Meal. Won't you come along with me? And I was like, wow, like you're doing what I do. That's so cute. I knew my husband was going to be a good dad before I married him. But when I really knew he was going to be a good dad <laughs> was when he sang to our cats to the tune of Flintstones. He was like, Lucy, Lucy Libby. And I don't, I don't remember what else, but I was like, I love this man. I knew I loved him, but now I really love him. Yeah. You're like, you've never been more attractive to me. That is so funny. Yeah. The funny things that we like. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to tell some of our not so fancy moments so that our listeners feel less alone. And we model bonding through vulnerability and humor. So what are some of your crazy, not so fancy moments that you are willing to share with us today? <laughs> okay, well, listen, when I was trying to think about this, I couldn't remember any like I was like, I know I have a million embarrassing stories, and I can't remember any. So I texted a group of friends. And I was like, Hey, guys, like, can you think of any? And I'm telling you, my phone started blowing up to the point that I was like, Okay, <laughs> you're like, well, don't hold yourself back, ladies. <laughs> yeah, like, I get it. Okay, we all remember now. Thanks, thanks, everybody. Uh, so, what a brilliant idea. That's a fun way to connect with your friends. Like, guys, have I done anything embarrassing that you remember? Because that really was like we kind of all were a little bit cry laughing about it by the end of that text thread. How fun! I'm gonna start suggesting that to all my guests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. You know, one of the things every time I'm meeting new friends, something embarrassing happens. Almost, oh. almost count on it. And I used to think like, oh, this is so annoying. Like, why can I not come into this relationship like playing it cool and being normal and, <laughs> and not having to overcome something strange? 
But now I'm like, you know what? It just kind of levels the playing field. And I also think totally. it helps because I'm a pastor's wife. So that can be like tricky for relationships sometimes. Yep. If I just start like bringing the bar like all the way down to the ground and then tripping over it, like I think it's better for everybody. <laughs> but this group of friends that I texted when I was only kind of friends with them, we had a small group together. And about six girls in our small group all got engaged around the same time. So I said, okay, guys, I'm going to throw a shower for this whole group and we'll just celebrate all these brides together. And so I don't know these people very well and I'm trying to impress and I've tried to make my house look cute and I tried to make my outfit look cute and I just try to be cute, which is always a warning sign. If I'm trying to be cute, look out. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. not good. (laughs) I have the thing and it's going great, but then I go upstairs to get something I was going to show them. And on my way down, the heel of my shoe catches on the stair, like catapults my knees forward. So I literally oh. kneeboard down about three-fourths of the flights of stairs, like gung, 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 gung. And I land at the bottom, and my hands are up like in the air because I was trying not to drop what I had. And the stairs like go into the living room where everyone is sitting and being pretty and like not having very comfortable small talk because we don't know each other that well. And I'm just yes. like, boom, land at the end. And if these people had been my friends for a while, they would have laughed and they would have been like, Caroline, but they did not laugh. I was like, oh, <laughs> trying to play it off. But I was like, if you guys don't laugh, I'm going to die right here, right now. <laughs> we but, either we're going to laugh or we're going to cry and go. <laughs> yes. So anyway, somehow played it off, but it literally hurt. I got a hole in my pants. I was like limping. Oh, no. But those friends now are like, like that story, just thinking about me landing at the bottom of the stairs gives them so much joy. And we're all still friends. So I'm like, okay, we're fine. We're fine. It's a huge gift to those girls. I hope so. Yeah. They were like, look at Caroline trying to like be cute and have us over here. And and now we're all like, ah, we all fall down. It's fine. A couple years later, we move. My husband got a job at a different church and he had this idea where we would host different people every week just to get to know people in the church. Well, oh which is, yep. yeah, great. But then, of course, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to be cute. I'm trying to make my house cute. Look out. And two times in a row, I set the corn on fire in the oven what? to the point where, like, flames are coming out and the, and the, the smoke alarm's going off. And I was like, do you need help? And I'm like, ah, it's fine. But that happened twice with new friends. It's all part of the process. Don't you know this is going to be delicious? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, these are flame broiled corn on the cobs. I don't know. When it happened the first time, I was like, okay, well, whoopsies. But then the second time, I was like, I'm a flawed human. What is happening? And then this was right around the same time because we just moved to this new town, and a new friend was like, hey, why don't you come? bring your kids and we'll play at this indoor gym. So we're playing and, you know, I'm the new pastor's wife and da, 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 da. And I just get there. My kids are playing for a couple minutes and I look over across the gym and Adelaide, who I think is like two or three at the time, maybe she's three, has hauled off and punched some other kid square in the face. And I'm like, oh, ah! no. I'm like, I gotta go, my God, I just punched somebody. I'm like right over to her. She won't apologize. She's not sorry. And so I had to just take her home because I just was like, she's not receiving this discipline and I have to like do something. But I was like, sorry, new friends. Like we can meet more later. My daughter punched somebody. And then I've just got a million because the same daughter, we're, we're on our way to church one day, our new church. 
and she's been playing with this frog toy that has a crown on his head. Okay, so he's a frog prince. But Adelaide <laughs> keeps saying a frog king. Okay, but at the time she would drop her R's. Okay, so she. I, mean, I don't want to say because I don't want your podcast to get an explicit <laughs> listing. But she's saying if you could picture frog king with no R in it. And I tell her she's not allowed to bring it into church. You can't bring your frog king. And I keep saying prince because I want her to just say prince. So I'm not in this situation. Leave the frog prince in the car. And she's so mad. And so I'm taking her into church and she's going, frog king, frog king. Except with no R, screaming it in the parking lot where I'm like walking into church. And I was like, these people don't know us yet, Adelaide. You can't do this. So there's just, I mean, a million things. My college friends had stories too of when I meet them and it's like our sorority recruitment. And I'm, you know, everyone, I don't know if you did a sorority or anything. When I look back, I'm like amazed that I did it. Here's the whole reason why I didn't. Somebody told me that you have to go to like six parties all in one night and you have to have a different outfit for every party. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that. (laughs) That's too hard. I'm not doing it. No one told me about the outfit thing, so I just kept wearing the same thing, and I was like, I'm so embarrassing. I didn't know I was supposed to have all these different outfits. But anyways, you know, they promise you, they're like, you're going to meet your best friends in the world, like your bridesmaids here, and all this stuff. Big, big promises. (laughs) I love the sorority girl accent. (laughs) Your best friends in the world. (laughs) Yeah, I meet my best friends, and of course I get bit by a strange insect, and my whole arm starts to swell up. To the point where I'm like, I'm like, hey, new friends. Hey, bridesmaids. I can't feel my fingers. My whole arm is swelling up. <laughs> Again, we're not friends yet. So they're not like laughing with me. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So it's just too much. I cannot believe all the, but I mean, all these people, for the most part, we're all friends. We're all still friends. So I, it's okay. Well, I have a theory that that might be part of the reason why they love you so much. If you're totally perfect nobody will like you because nobody will be able to relate to you, right? Yeah, that's not fun. It's not fun to be perfect. I mean, I would like to be perfect for a day and see. What would that be like? We don't know. Yeah, we can never know. Yeah, so that's just a bunch. And I'm sure there's like 67 more because I'm remembering a time when new friends invited us over to swim and each of my kids fell into the pool at a different time. And and I had to jump in twice with my clothes on. And it was just weird. Twice. Twice. In the same. And I finally, after the second time, I was like, I'm going to go home. Thanks for being my new friend. And I just got in the van and I was like shook because I was like, this. Oh, I don't know what to say. Because it kind of it scared me, but nobody was actually really in danger. No, but it is super terrifying. Yeah, I was quick and I was there and it was fine, but it was just like weird. It was just like. Man, we've been to pools before. I don't know what's going on with everybody now. Because they, they were just like falling in the pool, just falling, just over and over again. So I was like, well, bye. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh, one time my daughter, who's 15, she, when she was, I guess, two or three, she, she's like, let's get in the pool, mom. And I'm like, okay, honey, I just need to put, you know, sunblock on my, <laughs> I, this is how long ago it was. I was putting sunblock on my stomach. Do you think my stomach has seen the sun in the last decade? <laughs> So I'm looking down and I'm putting the sunblock on and I look back up and she's sinking in the pool. 
She's gone in and she is sinking down and surely very similar to your situation where it's like she was fine. Like I just got in, I pulled her out, I put her on the side, but then my adrenaline was pumping so hard and I totally went into crazy mom mode and I could not even keep my cool. I was like, oh my gosh, honey, you can't do that. Do you know how dangerous the pool is? You could have died and gone to heaven. No control, no cool whatsoever. It, it was, just pushes everybody. That really is such a, even when you're like, okay, realistically, they were fine. Because actually, both my kids had floaties on. But I think the floaties did not work. They were like broken. or so. I was like, anyway, I threw them in the trash after. Because I was like, I'm so mad at these floaties. So I was like, are these made out of like, that was the joke I was making with the new friends. I was like, what are these made out of, man? <laughs> but I just was like, what? Uh, you get him in a car and stab him with a pencil. You're dead to me, floaty. <laughs> that's right. But I know exactly what you mean because when I was on the van, I just like cried and cried because I was like, this is too mm-hmm. much. That is too much. It does something that mothers just can't handle. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's crazy. All right. Tell me what your husband has mistaken you for not once but twice. Okay, possibly three times. <laughs> I have this thing where, I mean, I'm sure we all do this. You get the laundry out of the dryer and you're not going to fold it immediately. I mean, come on. What are we? Superheroes. Right. So I, it lives on the couch for a while. And I always would say like, oh, I'll do it at the end of the day. So I'd go take a shower. I have this robe that like, you can't even believe how huge it is. It's like nine sizes too big <laughs> for me. That's how I like it. It's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And this big towel on my head, that's just how I live. <laughs> So there's been so many times I'm sitting on the couch in my like robe towel head outfit next to the pile of laundry and I'm folding the laundry, but the laundry is warm and I just took a shower and it's the end of the day and I'm kind of sleepy. So there's been multiple times where my husband and I are both sitting on the couch. I'm folding the laundry. I get sleepy and I take a little nap in the laundry. I'm just like fall asleep, put my head down in the pile and snooze for a minute. Then... And I'm telling you, I know for sure it's happened twice. And I kind of have this other memory where I'm like, maybe this happened two times. Where I wake up from the nap and start talking to my husband. And he jumps out of his skin because he forgot <laughs> I was there. Because he literally thought I was part of the laundry pile. <laughs> and, and, like, I think the first time I was like, what? Like, you don't know I'm present? Or, like, I look like laundry? I don't know. I was like, what is like happening? Special Saunders household camouflage. <laughs> I know. I'm like, look how I just blend undisturbed with the laundry. And I think it's the same as the corn. When it happened the first time, I was like, ah, that's silly. And then the second time, I was like, literally, what is wrong with me? <laughs> so I was just like, so funny. I don't even know what to do. Oh my gosh, you guys. I have to tell you, when she wrote this on her pre interview form, she said, when my husband mistook me for laundry two, maybe three times, and then in parentheses, she put, why am I so pretty? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have this joke that, like, my giant robe outfit with the towel is, like, this my most attractive outfit. I'm always like, what I'm wearing. And he's like, wow, love it. Because we both know I look, oh, yeah, I'm, like, walking laundry. But, yeah, I love to wear that and pretend like I'm so beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of something that's recently happened in our household, which is where we have this garden and we have all these new trees. So I was always going outside watering, but I don't ever wear shoes in the house. And then I I have to go outside and water and I'm like, dang it, what shoes am I going to put on? I don't want to bend over, (laughs) you know? So my mom told me, oh, I have these garden clogs that I don't wear because they don't fit me. And so she gave them to me. Well, they are 
I'm sorry, mom. I love you so much. But they are the ugliest. I think she knows. They're really ugly. They're like Crocs with no holes, but then they're like this mauve color. And they're just so like lumpy and shapeless. And I put those suckers on. And my husband's like, I don't know about those shoes. And I'm like, these are my sexiest shoes. I am trying to turn you on. What is the matter with you? Because <laughs> I know they're so ugly. <laughs> I love that. It's kind of like the robe outfit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then last night, I was standing there with my 16-year-old daughter, and I don't remember why I started shaking my butt and smacking it. I was doing something. I I, I was dancing in the kitchen. There was a reason. I I didn't just spontaneously do this, but I can't remember what the reason is now. There's so many reasons you might have done that anyway. So many reasons. I know. I can't even narrow it down. (laughs) She goes, Mom, why don't you go in the bedroom and show that move to Dad? And I'm like, oh, honey, I'm not. I don't want to because I'll get something started. She's like, really, mom, you think that's going to turn down on? And I'm like, honey, do you realize how easy it is? Yeah, it's the bar's low. I'm like, yes. That's hilarious. She was just like, what? Okay, mom. First of all, ew. I don't want to think about it. Like, this is my nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. Talk to me about the most impressive maneuvers that you did in front of your boyfriend slash now husband in high school twice. Oh, Yes. Okay. So I think I'm 16 at this point and I played rec basketball at my church and I'm not mm-hmm. sporty by any stretch, <laughs> but I love playing basketball because my dad coached. I just recruited all my friends. We just had the best time ever. So my new boyfriend was going to come watch my game. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea because he was surely <laughs> just going to get the real story behind me rather than whatever I was trying to curate. And so he comes. <laughs> And I just got thrown off somehow. I don't know. He was so cute. I don't, I think it just threw me off. So I'm playing with my friends and I just, out of nowhere, I think I'm dribbling and I just fall. Nobody tripped me. I just, I just fall. I literally like hit my face on the ground. I splat. Oh. Have you ever seen like the old detectives? They draw like chalk around where the dead body was. You know, that, yes. That's the shape of me on the court. And I just like lay there for a minute because I'm like, this isn't real. Is this real? And I'm like, I like try to play it off, and my friends are laughing because the whole team is just all my best friends. And I get up and I'm like, ah, ha, ha, they're all laughing. Well, it, the falling and the embarrassment, it all threw me off completely. I fell down in the exact same way two more times to the point where I just cannot stay vertical. The whole team is like dying laughing. We're crying laughing. And my dad's like, Caroline, get out of the game. So I get benched for the rest of the game because I can't get my life together. And my husband, well, you know, my boyfriend at the time is looking at me with this look that now he looks at me with it all the time. It's just this look of like, oh, like what is her deal? And he gives me that look all the time. I'm so funny. At the end of the game, we like pray because it's church basketball. And my dumb sister, who was like 11 at the time, and she's so, she's one of the funniest people on the planet. Even at 11, she was so funny. She runs up behind the team when we're trying to pray and falls down on the ground, like reenacting what I had done just to like mess with me in the middle of the prayer. And I'm like, yeah, I am like making fun of me in the prayer, you know, but it was just so funny. And I just remember going up to Luke after and being like, hey, um, I don't do you know. still like me? Thanks for coming. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I did so, it for you. <laughs> you know, yeah, like am I pretty? I don't know. It was tough, but it worked out. <laughs> it all it all always it worked out. People are still hanging out with me despite myself. So 
thank you so much for those stories. I can tell that you really have a good time laughing at yourself. And that's one of my favorite things to do too. Well, that's where I'm really like, you know, God really does work all things together for good because it's embarrassing in a moment. And then later you're like, this is just friendship currency. I can just spend this. Totally. It's just fun to connect over that. Exactly. It's time to talk about life hacks. Do you have a life hack for the listeners? I have one. And I'm telling you, I never have like tips on life. I don't have tips and tricks and advice. That's just like not how I roll. Okay, get ready. I'm just kidding. It's not really that good. I'm talking it up. But this is all <laughs> I have. my seatbelt. Okay, yeah. So one of my best life hacks is when the kids are sick, I saved all the crib sheets and they fit so perfectly on the couch cushions. And so I set up a little like six spot, <laughs> six spot with the crib sheets and they don't bunch, they don't twist, they just fit perfectly. Oh, and they're kind of colorful. So my kids love it when I set up their little spot on the couch to be sick. And I've taken pictures of it shared on Instagram a couple of times, like, oh no, like my kid's sick or whatever. And people are always like, wait, are those crib sheets? And I was like, yeah, this is my only tip. This is my one parenting <laughs> tip. Please enjoy it. That is so brilliant. So brilliant. I think that should make you famous somehow because that's- Thank you. It's it's kind of like the baby shower wrapping paper lining the drawers. It has that similar like feel of sweetness, but it's totally useful instead of being totally useless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's all I got. (laughs) That's all we need. Oh my gosh, you are so much fun. You have so many passions that I have been learning about because I've been kind of looking around on the internet and listening to some podcasts. I want our listeners to get a chance to hear about what you're passionate about. Specifically recently, I think you have a discipleship program that you offer on your website. And then also you have a book coming out. So I want I want yeah. you to tell my listeners all about that. Oh, sure. My whole jam is taking Jesus seriously and not much else. And so Part of the specific and practical ways that I believe in taking Jesus seriously would one be trying to know and love God's word as best we can to know him through his word. And so I love, love, love to equip people to do that. And then the other one would be discipleship, where you come alongside somebody and you study scripture together, you know the Lord together, you hold one another accountable and that kind of thing. And so I am always trying to create things usually for my own life and then for the women at my church, but the discipleship tool that I personally use and then have been able to use with some of the women in my church, I was able to, I think about two years ago or something, offer it online as a free download. So I have a discipleship program that I created and it's really simple. It's called Simple Discipleship. The Bible study that's coming out with Lifeway Girls is called Better Than Life, How to Study the Bible and Like It. And that subtitle, I'm obsessed with it because that's really what I want to do for girls and for women, really, is to help them know how to study the Bible, but also to help them like it because it's just a lot easier to do something when you like it. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to like something when you know how to do it. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Thanks. The Bible is based on Psalm 63, but it's designed to train girls to be able to study the Bible on their own. Oh my gosh. So incredible. Thanks. I mean, I'm telling you, I loved writing this Bible study. I cannot believe 
it's real and the cover's so cute. It has a girl throwing confetti on the cover. I was going to tell you, the cover art just makes my heart pitter patter. I love too. it so much. Yeah, I, I, this is so cute. You and I, our Venn diagram probably intersects quite a bit on so many things. So mm-hmm. I can see how you would love the cover too, but it is so fun. And I really do believe that following Jesus is is life, you know, and that means it's yep. lively and it's there's so much joy to be had. Certainly there are things to be serious about, but there's so much freedom in the gospel and so much joy to be found. And I felt like the cover really expressed that. And I hope that girls come away feeling like they are better able to delight in the Lord. And there's so much scripture about delighting in the Lord and delighting in his word. And I always was like, I don't know. I just thought it, I don't know. I could only envision like serious, responsible delight and not like normal person delight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But the more I learned how to study and even how to make disciples, I was like, this really is the way of life. You know, like this really is abundant life. This is so fun and wonderful and joyful, even in the midst of all the heaviness and serious stuff. So yes, that's my favorite stuff to think about and talk about. Oh my gosh. I love it. What is the targeted age group for your Bible study? Middle and high school girls. So the thing I have to say about this is I grew up Christian. I accepted Jesus when I was three. I still remember it vividly. So I've always been a Christian. I grew up going to church. I grew up knowing the word. I I went to a Christian school for several years. But I don't think it was until very recently that I understood the Bible more holistically and yeah. I just mean cover to cover how does it relate to itself what are the references back and forth what's the historical context what's oh, man. what does yeah. this whole work mean and that has been sort of transformational in my life in my 40s I finally like figured out how to not just do sort of topical studies and not just kind of take the bible in bits and pieces but kind of look at it as a whole that is life altering and if you can teach girls that the Bible is not intimidating and that it that it's life-giving and not just a to-do, but soul food, that is a massive gift. I love it. Oh, man, thank you. I feel, I feel the same way as you. I, I have a very similar story of, you know, n- knowing the Lord at an early age and feeling, you know, my heart stirred towards Him and then reading the Bible, but I felt like I just kind of read it like I watch a movie and it would just kind of pass by. Now I read the Bible the way I eat a piece of cake. And I'm really able to like mm. dig in and taste it rather than it just kind of pass by. And so just being equipped with more tools than just literally reading and understanding the importance of context and the big story and how it falls in the big story, all of that has been life altering for me too. It made a huge difference in my life. And I would love, love to be able to offer girls a shortcut to that you know whereas we discovered it kind of later on in our journey if we can equip teenagers to understand how to access God's word in a meaningful way I mean uh, I just can't imagine anything better I'm so excited about this I'm so excited that I'm going to give one listener a free copy of your Bible study when it comes out all you have to do is either write a review for fancy free podcast or post on social media that you heard this episode and liked it and tag Fancy Free Podcast. And then I will randomly choose one listener two weeks after this episode airs. And then I will let you know who the winner is. Thank you. That is so awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. So fun. All right. Tell the listeners all of the places they can find you online. My website and Instagram are Writer Caroline. 
Um, my name was taken. You know, we all have that problem where if your name is taken, oh, you just got to so get creative. I know. So I just went with mm-hmm. writer Caroline. And then I was like, well, I mean, now I just have to say I'm a writer, which, you know, I have been writing for so long, but it does take courage to be able to just call yourself a writer. So writercaroline.com and then at writercaroline on Instagram. That's pretty much where I hang out, where I can be found. Caroline, thank you so, so much for being with me today. This has been a blast. Thank you. I have enjoyed it so much. And I just already said it, but I love what you're doing. And I feel like this is really, really meaningful and a kind gift to the world. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast today. Wasn't Caroline amazing? She's so cute, so humble. And she just has an amazing perspective on all these not-so-fancy moments. That was really fun. Make sure that you check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 66 to get all the links we discussed today. Make sure also, if you'd like to be entered into win a copy of Caroline's Bible Study for Girls, that you either leave a written review for Fancy Free Podcast on Apple Podcasts or post something on social media, either Instagram or Facebook, and tag Fancy Free Podcast, and you will be entered to win a copy of Caroline's Bible Study. You have two weeks, and then I will randomly choose a winner. Next week on the show, I have Tina Dierna, who has a funny story about a Marilyn Monroe moment, and she tells us about a terrible childhood nickname that she had. Remember to subscribe to the show so that new episodes pop into your feed each week. And if you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. The question of the week this week is, what is something ugly that you wear regularly? And You get bonus points for photo, and of course, I will put a photo of my ugly pink shoes on there for you. I'd love it if you'd follow the Fancy Free Podcast on Instagram and tell at least one girlfriend about the show this week. Have a great week, and remember, no one is as fancy as they look. (laughs) 